I'm back. Season two of Candid Conversations with One Kept Woman. This season will be dedicated to telling our stories and our voices from our perspectives. What you went through, how you came out, and how you got over and on to the new you. Can't nobody tell it like you. And we will be telling our stories, my story, your story, all season long. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Candid Conversations with One Kept Woman. I am, of course, Marquita Garman, One Kept Woman, and I have with me today a very special person, Ms. Ilka Covington, here to share her story. Hi, Ilka. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. Nice to be here. Good. Glad to have you. The first thing I would like to know, I'm going to just jump right in. What does your name mean? That is a very interesting <laughs> name. I would love to hear the story behind your name. Well, um, first of all, I was named after one of my mother's classmates in college. Okay. Uh, she loved the name, so she gave it to me. And from what I understand, it means industrious, which hmm. really matches the my life, you know, being industrious and, you know, um, moving through my life that that I my journey that I've experienced so yeah it means industrious and it is a Swedish and a German derivation okay 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 cool you know I was thinking I I pronounce your name and every time I pronounce it I'm just like that is such a, a interesting <laughs> name and I love it it's a beautiful name but I knew it had to have some meaning behind it so that's something I was curious about too so yeah. good so Ilka means industrious okay cool so Ilka's on um candid conversations today to tell her story Ilka is a mom a wife gifted teacher and a huge encouragement to women so uh give us a little background on you, Ilka. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. All right. Well, again, my name is Ilka Covington. Uh, I'm a native of High Point, North Carolina. Uh, grew up here, um, born and bred. Uh, I am uh, the second of four children. Um, and I, uh, I'm married. I will be married 17 years in August, this coming August. Um, and I'm a mother of three adult children. And my husband and I have uh, nine grandchildren. Oh, wow. Yeah. Blessing. What a yeah. blessing. Okay. Um, I know also uh, you do some things as far as ministry. Tell me a little bit about um, different types of, of ways that you serve in ministry. Okay. Um, well, uh, I, I've been in ministry for a little bit over 20 years um, it started really when I was uh, doing Bible studies at church with our women's ministry. Um, I was asked to uh, facilitate um, Bible studies uh, for the women's ministry as well as sometimes um, uh, Sunday school. I would facilitate uh, Sunday school as well. And it was a little over 20 years when I realized that I had a gift of teaching. Okay. However, I was I was teaching myself. Uh, I would <laughs> I would write um, just to encourage myself, mm -hmm. and um, the opportunity came for me to um, to to share and to create uh, lessons for uh, audiences, you know, in in my church. And uh, I realized that I liked it, and I had a gift for it, and it has just um, it's just grown. Um, currently, I am co-facilitator of the women's ministry at my church, um, and uh, that's been a blessing. Uh, I've been um, um, conducting uh, many Bible studies uh, to meet the needs of the women in our church um, currently. Okay, awesome. So I know working with women is, you know, something that pulls on us in our own experiences, you know, our own unique journey of womanhood. So let's talk a little bit about that, you know, um, through the different phases of life, 
you know, there, there are different parts of our journey and different ways that um, we walk in those places and how it impacts us, our experiences, what we learn. So a huge part of your story is ministering to women. And of course, like I said, that has to come from a place, like you said, whenever to be a teacher, you, you are first a learner, you're first teaching yourself. So the same way, whenever it goes to ministering to others it is ministering out of place, out of a place of experience. So let's, let's talk on that a little bit, you know, um, first of all, as a single woman, you know, share a little bit of your experiences as a single woman. Okay. Well, um, as a single woman, I, uh, I experienced a lot of challenges. Um, growing up, I was known as the, the, out of my siblings who liked to stay, to be alone. I spent a lot of time alone. So as a single woman, you know, we typically think, oh, we're single and we're alone. But, um, I think one thing to understand is that as a single woman, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And in the challenges that I experienced, um, financial challenges, um, emotional challenges, relationship challenges, um, and I just didn't know how to handle them. Uh, I did not have the tools to, to navigate my way. And it seemed like it was crisis after crisis after crisis. But then it was one day I was, um, I was sitting at the dining room table in my dad's house. And I was just, I, I was reading my Bible. I had been away from church for years. Um, just, just didn't have any interest, but I was, I was raised in church. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and the Holy Spirit, I, I was sitting there reading the Bible. I think it was Psalm 23. And the Holy Spirit just spoke. And, and as I was reading, um, it's a yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And I remember um, during that time, I was, I was very fearful, but I was, it was a um, it was a, an unconfident feeling. I wasn't, I didn't feel good about myself, um, low self-esteem. But I was asking God, you know, Lord, what is it? What is it that you wanted me to do? You know, and um, and he just spoke to me, said, I'm your shepherd and you're not alone, mm -hmm. you know, and I said, OK, OK, daddy, I'm not alone, but I didn't really believe it. <laughs> so, um, you know, things things kept happening, you know, crazy stuff. And um, then I, um, you know, as as a single woman, I also became a single parent mm -hmm. Um and that was another, a whole nother layer in my life. Um, as a single parent, I learned what it meant to be not selfish. Um, I had to learn about me, I had to know who I, learn who I was. Um, and that was, uh, that was, that was a journey. Um, um, things just opened up doors opened up but then doors closed uh, and I didn't understand you know what what was going on you know with that and I just had to I had to lean on God um, he was he was my source he was my my good shepherd yeah um, he was my uh he uh he was my my, my safe place mm -hmm. and as a single woman and then as a single parent a lot of times you know we feel not safe. Yeah. Um, yeah. We feel not safe. It's like um, it, it feels like you're the only one that's uh, that's 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 dealing with you, with you or with me, <laughs> um, and finding the strength to to push on to press in um, as a single parent raising a little one. Um, I was I was growing up too. Right. I was I was growing up with her. Um, at the age of 27, I had a baby, um, and I remember my dad uh, in the hospital room. He said, "You got what did he say? He said you got a you got a you got a brand new no you have a, a real live baby doll there." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about the you know the baby lives. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I was like, but this is not a baby doll. This is a real baby. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so uh, when he said that, it 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 brought a lot of um, 
it brought a lot of thought uh, to me. I didn't know how I was going to do it, uh, but I knew that I was going to do it because I was strong. I was independent. Um, I had a good home structure, you know, for my parents. I saw how raising children was done. So I just determined that I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Needless to say, um, when I know down the line that, again, there would be more challenges, more financial challenges, um, even being homeless, um, moving in and out of my, my parents' house, you know, every, every so often, just, just unstable, mm-hmm. just unstable. Um, so, yeah. So let's go back. I want to go back to something that you said, because it just really resounded with me. When you said as women, you know, sometimes we don't feel safe, like that sense of, of safety. That's something um, that really resonates for me because I find for myself as mm-hmm. a grown woman, you know, even as a grown woman, there's still, we have different parts, you know, <laughs> different parts to ourselves. And I still acknowledge the little girl within me and I know her mm-hmm. and I know how she feels. I know what she um, looks for I know her triggers and one of my personal triggers is that that feeling of not being safe so that feeling of not being safe produced in me a, a need to self-protect so I found that I would always certain things that would trigger me and make me feel that way I, I had ways of coping that were self-protecting that would uh, be coping mechanisms for me to help me to, to deal with those feelings. So what would you say to, a, to, what would you say to me? Like, what would you say to a woman who, uh, who feels that, who feels unsafe in, let's say in, um, in single parenting, in being a single mom and, you know, you have those experiences, you know what you walk through that of, you know, like you said, raising your daughter and still feeling like like you know like your dad said about oh you have a real live baby doll and it's like yeah but it's reality of this is my child my babies it's not a baby doll that I can just lay down and walk away and so in the midst of parenting and doing that as a single woman in that feeling of the not having that safety not feeling that you have that safety what would you say to one like how do you deal with it? Well, um, let's go backwards. From a married woman standpoint, um, dealing with the safety aspect is again um, drawing on the fact that that I'm not alone mm-hmm. and that I do have um, God, my father on my side. Now for for women who may not have a strong um, understanding or a strong relationship with the Lord, but know that he is present in their life, um, I would just encourage them to, um, to, to, to just know in your knower that you have a strength that was given to no one else but you. Mm-hmm. And when, when God created us, God created us in his image, That's right. but God created women in a very special way. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage women to to pull on the fact that they are special. They're made different. We think different. We look different um, than our male counterparts. And I say that because we, when, we do our, when we do comparison checks, we, sometimes we compare a lot against or, or compare to our male counterparts. But God made us different for a reason. He made us different to give to give birth. He made us different to, to carry life. He made us different to be encouragers. Uh, we, we encourage differently. So I would encourage a married woman to know that, well, to encourage herself first and to know that she has the strength to do what it is that she needs to do inside of her, inside of her marriage. Um, and every situation is different. Every circumstance is different. Now, as a, um, as a single parent, um, again, know that you were made, you were made to create, you were made to give birth, you were, you were made to, you were, you were given gifts to, um, to raise children. 
and God uh, is our father and we are his children. So as, as we are his children, um, I, I model myself after, after him, how, how he treats me, right. um, how he gives me um, and, 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 being, and being safe. Um, and from a physical aspect, when you go home, um, that, that safe haven, that, uh, that comfortable place, uh, that safety, um, and just, just, just encourage, we have to encourage ourselves, mm -hmm. um, and, and just know that we, that we are safe. Now, um, situations, um, issues of life, um, make things seem to be unstable, um, and they do become unstable. As I mentioned before, I, you know, I've, I've been homeless. I've, you know, gone back and forth to my dad's house, you know, trying to figure out where I want to live, how I want to live. Um, but in the midst, I was still safe. Um, um, God takes care of fools and babies. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, and then as a, as, as a single woman, uh, safety. Um, I think following your path as a single woman, God had given me a path that I chose to walk off that path. Um, and as a single woman, we know um, how to how to walk a specific path. We may not want to walk it. But there's safety in staying on the path. Mm -hmm. I, I used to tell my my daughter, um, there was, you know, the movie Pocahontas, the Disney movie Pocahontas. Well, she and I share this movie, um, and there's a, a a time where Pocahontas was talking. She was talking to the tree, and the tree represented her grandmother. And the and the tree said, Pocahontas, stay on the path. And Pocahontas asked. What is my path, grandmother? What is my path? And my path is that path that God put us on. It's that path that we feel in our spirit. When our spirit is unsettled, we're off the path. When we go back on the path, we feel that settling in our spirit. We feel that peace and we feel that calm. So for me, that was my knowing that I was safe as a single woman. And I still and, and I still experience those same um, feelings um, as a married woman. When I get off the path of that of that relationship in that marriage, when I'm doing things that I shouldn't be doing, or you know that's outside of God's will, then I know that I'm off the path. Mm -hmm. You know, I like so that. That's, that's how I. That's good. That makes me. That's that really is directly related to the scripture, Psalms 23. You know, that's pretty much that is all about what God is saying is to stay under his care because we are his sheep and you know I'm, I'm sure you've had you've heard those sermons just like I have I, probably every pastor has preached those sermons where he's talking about how dumb sheep are and how you know sheep are prone to wander and <laughs> sheep will be led to the slaughter and they'll just go you know and that's how we can be sometimes and you know, the covering and protection that we have in God, you know, he'll even allow, he'll, he'll break us to make us, you know, um, yes, he will. I've even heard about how the good <laughs> shepherd, how he, when the sheep, he keeps running off, then he will break, break his leg to carry and carry him, you know, until he's mended because that brokenness is actually protection because mm -hmm. now he can't run and put himself in harm's in harm's way you know mm -hmm. so so what i'm hearing from what you're saying you know you're you're saying it in a in a different way than i've heard before but it just makes me think too um what i say to my son about covering about you know as a parent we cover our children and we pray over them we keep them we give them rules and guidelines for their protection now when you put yourself in a situation outside of the guidelines and, and things that I have set for you for your protection, then you're, you're under, you're, you're moving yourself, removing yourself from underneath my covering. And that is yes. not safe for you because yes. that is where your safety is. You know, yeah, there's mercy to keep you in those areas, but 
you are you're opening yourself up to different you know to harm basically to attack you know when that happens so i like that when you say that safety of knowing that you are on the path and that's the path of knowing the path that god has for you and where he's called you to walk and knowing that you're in his will that's really what yeah. and knowing that i am in obedience and i am yeah. in his will so you know things are still gonna happen but mm-hmm. he will keep me you know yes. and I, i'm big on that being kept that that doesn't mean that things won't happen stuff will come it rains on the just as well as the unjust uh, yes um, it does so but at the same time the Lord is our shepherd and mm-hmm. he takes care of his children. Right. And our spirit, our spirit knows our spirit is connected mm-hmm. to God's spirit, whether we recognize that spirit or not. Right. And a lot of times when, when people um, question what's wrong or why is, why are things going this way? It's your spirit. It's That's your spirit true. talking to you, telling you. And you have to listen to that. Yes, yes. It's it's that nudge. It, the, the spirit may not always, your spirit may not always tell you what it is or mm-hmm. what it's not, but it's that nudge. And that's a safety mechanism that the Holy Spirit that that's the safety mechanism of the holy spirit and that's a gift from god that is a gift absolutely absolutely so let's take a break right there uh we'll come back with ilka covington and we'll go into some new things that god is doing in her and what that process looks like so y'all stay tuned on candid conversations with one kept woman and today with ilka covington we'll be right back You're listening to Candid Conversations with One Kept Woman, and we're telling my story, your story, and all of our stories all season long. All right, so welcome back to Candid Conversations with One Kept Woman. I have with me today, Ms. Ilka Covington, sharing her story and her testimony. So let's talk a little bit about what that means to you, sharing your story and testimony. So, you know, this is your first time, I think, maybe speaking publicly about it and, you know, kind of getting out there and using your voice. So share a little bit with with us about what that experience is like for you. Well, yes, Marquita, this is the first time that I've spoken publicly um, about my experiences um my 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 journey really became real when I got married um and it was during marriage that I experienced the most intense struggles that I'd ever experienced and of course through life um you don't anticipate a problem Mm -hmm. and when there's a problem you don't know how to handle it because you've never done it before right (laughs) so it's problems of singleness and marriage that's a big thing you know when you talked about earlier about this you know the safety or or not you know having that idea of not being alone knowing that God is with you so whenever you are in your singleness you really you're only consulting God you know it's like it's me and God and that's you know, how I'm walking through this thing, but then to join another person and then that becoming of one. And now you've got to always consider this other person, you know, mm-hmm. so that is a whole, <laughs> that's a yeah. whole new level. That's a whole different place. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely yeah. get that. Yeah. So in your considering you, um, you consult with God while you're considering the other person in your right. life. And a lot of times what God is saying to you, he's, that God he's giving you does not resonate with what you really want to do when it comes to relating to that person, mm-hmm. that person in your life. You know, um, I don't remember the scripture, but um, a threefold cord uh-huh. is not easily broken. Right. So when we talk about marriage or kind of let me back up, marriage is kind of like a, it, it's, a it's fairy tale-ish. <laughs> if, if you would say um it's become it, it's meeting your knight in shining armor and 
everything's happy go lucky. Um, you don't, like I said earlier, you don't anticipate any problems. Everything is shining like a right bright penny, and you know, oh, you know, what can ever happen? Um, but what we have to remember when we get married is that man is really not our knight in shining armor. God is our knight in shining armor. Right. And because he created the covenant of marriage, he is always going to be that knight in shining armor. Mm -hmm. Even if I don't recognize him, even when I forget to go and consult or spend my, my personal time with him, um, he's still that knight in shining armor. Um, so that... That, that union, that marriage union, it was created by God. Mm -hmm. So he is the one that's managing. He's the one that he, he's governing. No, I'm managing. He's governing it. Right. You right. know, he's, he's giving me the guidelines, you know, to manage this union that I've chosen, you know, to come into. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. 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 And I've heard you say before um, about, we'll talk about covenant. And that's something I really want to, I want to touch on and highlight because when we think about covenant, you know, God was, God is the first one to, to break covenant with us, you know, mm -hmm. and the example that he gives us in marriage is, you know, reflective of our covenant with him, yes. you know, yes. so um, you touched on it just a little bit just now, but just what that what covenant means when it comes to our marriage and what it when it comes to our relationship with God and how those those two relationships balance out or you know how they come together with that. Yeah, that's a good question, uh, Marquita. Um, I like to define what words mean when I when I do my teaching because um, words are important. Um, Words had different meanings in different languages. And in the Bible, you know, we, we, um, we have Hebrew uh, and we have the Greek. So those words can tend to mean a little, a little bit different. So when we, when we look at covenant, covenant is not, covenant is, is an agreement, not a contract. Mm -hmm. And an agreement is when we come together and we agree, okay, this is what we're going to do. These are the this is the rule of the agreement and we're gonna follow this agreement. So in a marriage, when two people have come into agreement, you have, we have to remember that it is an agreement and that any deviation from that agreement has to be discussed. Mm -hmm. it, has to be, it has to be nurtured, it has to be fostered. It, you know, we gotta pay attention to it. And when that doesn't happen, then there can come a break. So in, in the covenant, um, there's safety as well. Yes. And, and, and in, in that covenant, the safety comes because of the strength of that agreement and the, the faith and in, in the faith in the agreement, mm -hmm. the faith in the structure of that agreement. Um, marriage was created for God and his people. It represents God and his people, the relationship between God and his people. And marriage between a man and a woman is a beautiful illustration also created by God to show in the flesh, if you will, what it looks like. Mm -hmm. When we go back to Genesis and we, we see Adam and Eve, we see how God created Adam and we see how God created Eve and Eve was pulled out of Adam. But although Eve was pulled out of Adam, she still had her own identity. As I spoke earlier, women look different. We, we talk different, we walk different. We're just different and we're different for a reason. We're different to be a, com a, a compatible person or a companion to our male counterpart. And we're made different, as I said earlier, um, to give birth, to give life. And one other thing I think we forget in our strength, we're there to encourage our husbands. Mm -hmm. We're there to support them. And the creative side of that support for your husband is knowing your husband, knowing that man, because every man is different. So God has gifted each woman with the ability to, to support that man. 
because God already knew that each man had his own had his own issues right he's he's special in his own way although we were all made in his image we are all special in his own way but we shared that sameness that we were made in his image Mm -hmm. so to kind of go back to the covenant um the covenant requires that we just walk in agreement first first with god and then with man Mm -hmm. right Um, the word says how can two walk together unless they agree right and that's um, there's a couple of things that, you know, come to mind just listening to what you're saying. The first thing, I love that you pointed out that covenant is an agreement, it's not a contract, it's an agreement. Because one thing lately that God has really been dealing with me on for the past, man, maybe a year, probably for a while, now that I really think about it in different ways, actually probably go way back, is... um. Uh, boundaries, um, having healthy boundaries. And um, so that's what I'm hearing again when you say agreement, because one thing that I have started to practice in in exercising healthy boundaries is clarity and agreement with the other party, that we both agree on what, what it is and what it's not, <laughs> so that there's an agreement. And then just to understand that that means there's covenant. So mm-hmm. a covenant... It, like you said, it's also safety and protection because we we both have an agreement on what we're expecting and what we're what we are doing here in this relationship, whether it's a business relationship, where it's a whether it's a you know a family relationship, whatever type of relationship it is, it's good to have a, an agreement and understanding of what what we're doing here and both be on the same page. And then the other thing that's really standing out to me as you talk about you know, how our spouse, each, how, how we are made differently as women and how we are complementary to the man as well. And each man has his own issues and story and his own makeup, his way of being. And so as a wife and, and, um, his Ezer, his helpmate, yes, we are, um, we are created in a, in a way that is nurturing, supportive, um, a, a foundational, you know, we have the other parts that's complementary compl- to him. So, but that's also um, different based on each relationship. And I'm right. saying that because some women may say, oh, I couldn't deal with that in, in my marriage. I'm not putting right. up with that in my, I'm not dealing with that. Okay. That's you and your marriage. That's what, that's, that's different, you know, right. but there for each husband his spouse and his wife will have to also like you said deal with him according to knowledge and you know the words tells tells the husbands to deal with their wives to live with them according to knowledge and that so yes. that it also goes both ways and and what i just kept hearing when you were talking about that and how it's reflective of god's relationship and covenant with us as a people it just it just made me think about i think it's hosea i want to say it's hosea Mm-hmm. I was a Hosea the prophet mm-hmm. that God told to go and get the harlot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go that, figure. A harlot, yeah, really, that, Lord? <laughs> that just came to my mind because I'm thinking how we have this concept of marriage and mm-hmm. we think, oh, like you said, the knight in shining armor and everything is, is glittery and shiny in the beginning. But even in reflective of God's relationship with us in covenant, it's not always glittery and shiny, you know, and that has been the place for me where God has allowed me to see and grasp that concept in order to be gracious, more gracious in my marriage towards my husband, because it's it's like, whenever I begin to pray more earnestly for my husband, God began to deal with me more about things on me. And I'm like, well, I thought we were talking about him. I was talking to you about him. You're not going to check him. You're not going to tell him, but you're talking to me about <laughs> something else, how to treat him or how I'm, do- what? <laughs> you know? And and that's just, the, that's just how God is because to him, we are in the same, we're, we're, we're in the same place because there's, there's places where we need to grow and develop. There's places where he needs to grow and develop. And each person is looking at the other person like, well, you 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 with this and there and then the other person well you 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 with this and god is saying 
both of y'all, <laughs> I'm, I'm dealing with both of y'all in different ways. But then when you bring those two together and they're two different people and, and they both have their own stuff and yeah. it's like, it's hitting together, you know, and it can cause friction, but that's the place where God can really make and mold us the most. Yes, yes, yes. Because no matter what, God will use those things to make us. And I don't care what you're going through in your marriage. It could be, I mean, it could be the, just the hardest thing. Just like I said, think about Hosea. He's married. God told him to go and marry a harlot. God, like, would we think that God would tell us something like that? Go and get a harlot. God is using him as an example to say, now this is what I'm dealing with with y'all. And I'm, I'm still, I'm I'm loving y'all. Keep coming back and get, getting you. Every time you sell yourself off, I'll come back and, and redeem you. You know, and, and this is, you know, so I want you to reflect and represent what I am doing with you as a people so that people can see. And they're going to look at you and say, Hosea, why you still keep going to get this woman? She keep running off. You don't even know if the kid's yours, but you keep going back to get her. And it's the same thing what God can say. And that's what I'm saying to y'all. And this is what y'all are doing with me. You know, exactly. it's hard for us to, to think about what if my marriage is ministry? And no, God is not calling us to just be, oh, broken down, beat down, you know, or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, he can use what he yeah and he has a purpose in 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 things if we allow him to be like you said that threefold cord is not easily broken if we allow him in to have room and have space to do what he wants to do he can bring still something beautiful out of that and and in each one of us as individuals and together in the covenant yes yes and i'm just sitting here this is where my excitement comes um, this is how I know that I know because of the challenges that God grew me through. Mm-hmm. When we look back and, and kind of go back about being a single woman, society has quote unquote told us, okay, this is the kind of man that you're looking for to marry. First of all, you're not looking. Right. The man is looking for you. Right. So therefore that's a signal. Settle down, calm down, know thyself. Mm-hmm. Take the time to know yourself. And then when we, when we go, uh, we're talking about um, um, what we look about, we, we think about the red flags. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I look back on my life, I saw there, there's red flags that are just waving at me now. I was like, oh my gosh, if I had really just, just heated those red flags, I wouldn't have had to go through some of this stuff. But God allowed me not, he allowed that so that he could use me to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I fought it so much. I fought even the idea of being someone to help someone else because me, as raggedy as I am, a wretch like me, no, Lord, you don't really want me. That's always our excuse. (laughs) <laughs> and, and God is like, I know you. I yeah, you. I call just like Moses. Yeah, I already know that you had a thick tongue, Moses. I already know that you stuttered. But I am I not the God who created your tongue? You know, and that's you know we're without excuse before Him. So yeah, yes, yes. And and without without the experiences, I wouldn't be who I am. Mm-hmm. We need these experiences yes. to help us cultivate that person that God created us to be from the very beginning. Right. It's purposed. It's it's yes. that's why. <laughs> and right. and and for women who are not saved and I think it's important because you know it's important to this is like you said earlier God reigns on the just and the unjust. But for women who have not embraced the fact that Jesus Christ is their savior still know that your spirit is telling you what it is that you're supposed to do, what how how you're why you're feeling what you're feeling, what you're seeing, if it, if it's real, if it's not real. Um that's the connection. Again, covenant. We, God has a covenant with us, his people. You know, and as a as a married woman um going through struggles, um the 
the reason I stay is because I know God mm-hmm. and I, I understand the difference between um, really um, um, being hurt physically and then being hurt emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and now there's, there's, there's a fine line. And if there's anything that a woman is going through, you know, as far as physical things, of course, you know, that's something that, that needs to be addressed. But when we just talk about marriage and, and the emotional struggles, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. And what one woman you, you kind of alluded to, what one, what one woman can handle, another one cannot handle. And the reason is because God set you, that man that's in your life is your assignment. Right. Now, whether you choose to take the assignment, that's another thing. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's another thing. But that's he, he, he is your assignment. Mm-hmm. And in the assignment, it's not for you to fix him. The assignment, and you talked about it, is to deal with you. Because mm-hmm. God's trying to get the oil out of you, yes. out of me, so that I can help the next woman. Because there's somebody else coming through, they're going to have the same problems. Right. Nothing's different under the sun. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's a different season, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why God allows us to go through the things that we go through. Um, that's why I stay. It's not about the man. Mm-hmm. It's about what God is doing in me. And it's about what I what I am whew, progressively allowing yes. him to do in me. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about oh, man. Thing that, that God is doing in you. What is it? Tell us. Oh my gosh, the it. <laughs> oh man, the the it is to is to encourage women. Mm-hmm. I love women. That is that is my that's my my heart my heart song. Um, I can I know how to talk to women, and when I see women, I can I can see what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Um even single, single women, single parents, and married women, especially married women, because I guess that's, I'm in that season right now. It's, 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 it's brighter. But when I see someone that's got this look on their face, it's like, oh, I've been there. Yeah. But Lord, I'm just going to pray for him. And, you know, I know you're going to be with him. But that's not what, that's not all he's asking me to do. Right. He's asking me to speak. He's asking me to, to reach out in a special way. Um, and, and and try to try to encourage and and give 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 these women hope because I was I, I had no hope for a long time um, and things are not perfect I'm still going through but I'm willing to take the assignment even in the midst of my circumstances that are still imperfect mm-hmm. and 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 glean from the experiences that I have that I have had. Uh, to to help other people um and the way to do that as as we talked earlier i i have a gift of writing um and when i read the bible words light up to me i love words and there are specific words that light up to me and and when those words light up to me the holy spirit gives me a story he gives me and for lack of a better word parables um or a story <laughs> so yeah he gives me stories um and like I said before I've, I've write, I write these stories to encourage myself and I um I think you have a copy of it um I, there is one that I wrote dress for the weather and it's based on um um Ephesians it's talking about the the the, the um the helmet of of salvation and the you know the the breast the breastplate of righteousness is talking about that. And that was in a, it, I wrote that in 1997. Wow. 1997, I was a single woman. Um, my daughter was four years old. So I was a single woman and a single parent and just like, what in the world? But because God had impressed upon me um, that his, his will in my life and because I had, I had studied God's word, I was able to go and just break it apart 
you know, and, and make it make it come alive for me because I had to understand. I had to keep moving. I had to I had a, I had a child. I had to keep moving, and there was something that God wanted me to wanted me to do. So that's how He speaks to me when I when I read His Word. You know, I just they just light up, and I've re, I've written several um, little mini I call them mini parables, um, just to help you know bring it to light, help people understand, or women specifically see how to apply it to their lives. Mm -hmm. And, and it's real. God's word is real. God's word is life. Yes. Um, and with that, we can do nothing. We can do nothing. So in this, this new place that you are now, it sounds like the, okay, I love, for one, parables. I love that. Um, I love that concept of sharing your story in the format of like a parable um because that's of course we know who did that jesus did that he spoke in parables that some would would understand and some would not but he but he used things that they were familiar with in order to um speak to them about spirit that he used natural things to speak to people about spiritual things and i think that is a key factor of being able to um teach and minister to anybody because um, the first thing, if if they don't understand what you're saying and it's too far above their, you know, their their thoughts, it doesn't connect, then they can't grasp it and they can't apply it. Yeah. But whenever you take something, a life lesson, and put it into a parable and say, you know, it even it makes me think about when Jesus had the conversation with Nicodemus and he said he talked to him about the wind and you know how you can't see it but you can see. The effects of it and you know he said the kingdom of god is like that you know and you know so now we have a concept to say oh okay the wind when i think about the kingdom of god and you know it's like the wind you know and it gives you something that you can build on for understanding so you know in this place that you are now i you know one thing god always one thing for me you know i see that god allows me to be a launching pad for people and it's because I, I love to connect with people doing a new thing it's just something about it I, I just love it and when especially whenever it's a new place for you and to um offer that platform for you to speak for the first time it's just an honor for me to be able to do that because I know from this point forward there's going to be a lot more to come with you because this is going this is like your your um you're revealed, you're stepping out, you know, this is like the, the, um, the breakthrough. It really is a breakthrough, you know, for you in the spirit realm. Um, because now as you begin to, um, operate in this place and use your voice in this way on another level, because you've already been operating in it, you've already been operating in it for a long time, you know, it's a gifting. So taking it to a new level is amazing. And it's something, you know, that, I'm excited for you for, I'm excited for you in your process and in your journey. And I know that you are also pulling these parables together um, as a book. So um, that's something that we can also be on the lookout uh, coming from you. So tell me a little bit about what your process and journey has been like in um, writing your book and pulling it together. Well, Pulling it together, um, I'm, I'm looking at writings that I've done over the years um, and just trying to organize it um, and put, just put it together. Um, I don't know when it's going to be released, but it, it's, it, like you said, it's a process. Mm -hmm. And um, I just have to, you know, I just got to put it together. I have to keep pushing uh, and put it together. On, and what I'm learning is um, if it's to be, it's going to be, and that I don't have permission to stop it. Amen. <laughs> so it, it may take time, may, it may take some more time, but my goal is to get it done. Mm -hmm. And the process is to find the time to do it and get it, you know, get it in order and, and always, and, and, consult with God and ask him how he wants me to pull it together. 
because it's something that he gave me. So he's definitely got to have the, the, um, you know, the, the plan It's it's laid out. I, I just have to follow it. That path that we're talking about. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking about too. <laughs> Back to the path, you know, staying yeah. on that path and being in agreement with what God's will is and what mm -hmm. he wants to do. And that that causes and um, requires accountability. Yes. You know, accountability that and responsibility that comes with um walking out your purpose and your call and sharpening your gifts and and all of that. You know, it just it makes me think about um the parable of the talents, you know we have to be we are accountable unto God you know yes things that he has given to us and invested in us and even in our testimony you know sharing it with others so you're stepping into that place at a at a in a, a different way a higher level now and of course with that you know there is a lot that comes with that a lot comes with that so um I'll be cheering you on. Um, I'll be here to help in any way that I can. And um, I'm just, uh, I'm excited for you and proud of you for this new place that you're stepping into. So I just want to say congratulations and thank you for being on the show today. So thank you. tell people how um, the, uh, the women out there who um, are listening or connecting with Tori and your experience, you know, um, how can they connect with you? Okay, yes. Um, I sent you an email address. They can email me at lighthouse4, the number four, women at gmail.com. Okay. All right. So if you want to reach out to Miss Covington, um, you can reach her um, at that email address. So that's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining us on Candid Conversations with One Cap Woman and our special guest today, Miss Ilka Covington. So until next time, y'all stay kept. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Candid Conversations with One Kept Woman. I hope this story has empowered you to make adjustments in your life for the new you. And when you do, I hope you also tell your story. Until then, stay kept.